0: For those of you who don't know, my name is Pastor Roger Trowbridge, I'm the lead pastor here at The Dwelling Place, and I'm so glad that you joined us today. Um, we've been doing a series of Celebration of Discipline, uh, and we are halfway through. Woohoo! Also, a sad point, summer is halfway done. Sorry, Gloria. Um, she's enjoying her summer. Uh, but... As we've been going through this, you know, it's halfway through July, and um, the challenge journal uh, can be daunting at times. I don't know if you've uh, done some of those challenges and you thought, man, this is this is a little bit uh, harder to do, or at least it's a new theme every week, but uh, every day, just getting in there, and uh, let me just encourage you to continue to do the work, um, there these are, all these disciplines cultivate the fruit of the Spirit in your life. Uh, and today is no different. Um, we talked about the inward disciplines uh, last, uh, last month, uh, and they are uh, meditating, fasting, prayer, and study. Uh, this month we focused on the outward disciplines, which are uh, uh, simplicity, uh, solitude, Uh, which we'll get to next week. Uh, Submission we talked about last week, and today we're talking about service. So as we talk about service, um, uh, the thought of service cultivates humility in our lives. And so with that in mind, we are talking here in John chapter 13. Um, Interesting... In John's epistle or not epistle, that's his letter in his gospel uh, over, almost half, over one third of his gospel spends on the Passion Week of Christ uh, talking about that last moments of Jesus on earth and so this is uh, at beginning at the beginning of the chapter uh, we enter in now and it says just before the Passover festival Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Verse 6, He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you'll understand. No, said Peter. You shall, not, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash your feet and my, uh, then you have no part with me. Then the Lord, then Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have a bath need only to wash their feet. The whole body is already clean and you are clean, though not every one of you, for he knew what was going to, be, who was going to betray him and that is why he said not everyone was clean. Verse 12. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now what I, the Lord, your teacher, have washed your feet, you, have, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I ask that you would hide me behind the cross. Jesus, you be glorified. Holy Spirit, anoint my tongue to speak your words, not mine. God, I ask that you would open our hearts, our minds, our eyes. Lord, that we would see truth today. We would let the seed of your word be planted in our lives and that it would change us forever. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll be honest, this message this week was really tough for me to write. Um, You would think, oh, talking about service, this is great, Uh, and yet I struggled with not just the idea of service, but sometimes the heart of the service. And I look at Jesus in this passage. And obviously, whether or not no one had washed their feet beforehand, maybe they did. Maybe Jesus was just making an example in doing this. Maybe no one had washed their feet before a meal, and that's typical custom in that time to uh, wash feet. It's like washing our hands before we eat now, right? Hey, you know, you tell the kids, go wash up. You know, and so that doesn't mean go take a bath, right? That just means go wash your hands and come back and be ready to eat. But Jesus wanted to make a point here of serving the least because Jesus was called to serve. Um, that would be the first thing that I see here is that he's called to serve. Um, verse 3 and 4 talk about it. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. Um, could you imagine that? Jesus, knowing that he's going to die, knowing that everything is about to happen, knowing that he has all authority from God, goes, you know what, I just need to, I need to clean up some stuff. So he, he's like, I, I don't want to get my outer clothes dirty, so I'm just going to. get ready to serve i have all authority i don't want to throw that on the piano have all authority to do what i need to do and yet i'm gonna take a towel and get ready to wash someone's feet now if some of you are squirming because you see water you see a basin you see a towel i'm not going to wash anyone's feet today Let's be honest. We don't... I love my wife, but she will never rub my feet. She goes, feet are nasty. Feet are dirty. They're gross. We all have that weird toe, okay? Right? We got some toe fungus. That's gross. Feet are dirty. There's a reason why Jesus took off his clothes to wash feet. And yet there's When I said Jesus was called to serve, there was an argument earlier, a couple years, like a year before that, uh, who was the greatest of the disciples? And and really, it stemmed from uh, stemmed from a mom. Um, She was talking to her boys, the sons of thunder, and like, hey Jesus, when we get to heaven, can I sit on your left side and 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 my brother sit on the right? Like we could be like your co-captains. Right? We'll be your assistants in heaven. Because, <laughs> you know, that's a place of power. And, and then the other, the other 10 were like, whoa, hold up. How come you get the seats right next to him? What about us? I have saved, you know, I, I healed three kids this week from, from leprosy. Well, I got your three kids and I got two laymen, right? Like, how would they argue over who was the greatest? And yet, in Mark 10, Jesus called them together. And said, you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them? And their high officials exercise authority over them? I'm in power. Follow me. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become the greatest among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. This towel is actually a very important towel. When I got my credentials, my license to preach, it was actually in the Pennsylvania-Delaware district uh, because I was going to college over there and I wasn't sure where God was going to send me. But they called us all up, all the newly licensed ministers and, and prayed over us. Uh, I remember the night very well. I wore a brown suit and peach shirt because I was fashionable. Um, Tammy was with me. She wore peach too because she wanted to match. But then they handed us this towel. And I've shown it before, but it says called to serve on it. Because that's my role is as a pastor's called to serve others just like I was just And we are all to do the same. We are all called to serve. But as much as we want to serve others, we have to be careful that we don't become self-righteous in serving. That it doesn't become a well, I'm going to out-serve you. I've, I've done more to serve than others. See, self-righteous service versus true service is temporary. It functions only when the specific acts of service are being actually performed. Having served, it can rest easy. I've done my stuff. But true service is a lifestyle. If acts from ingrained patterns of living. It springs spontaneously because of the human need. Self-righteous service is affected by moods and whims. It can serve only if there's a feeling to serve. Oh, I'm prompted by the Spirit now to finally serve. Really? Because I don't see that in the Bible that it's only when, it's not one of the gifts of the Spirit. It's, I need to serve and be a servant of all. True service ministers simply and faithfully because there is a need. It knows that the feeling to serve can often be a hindrance of true service. The service disciplines the feelings rather than allowing feelings to control the service. I don't feel like vacuuming today. Okay. Okay. I'm glad you don't feel like it. My son doesn't feel like cleaning his room. Sorry, (laughs) you got to clean your room. The need for your room to be clean is there, clearly. It's not about feeling. I'm just going to feel where the Spirit wants me to serve this week. That's awesome, but we need you in nursery. Because there's a need there. Because a mom needs a break and a respite from the all week long of a crying baby. And be careful that that self-righteous service, again, is for self-building up. It, it's like, I only serve, uh, or I only come to church because I serve. Well, that's, that, that comes into a, a hindrance, too. It's like, well, I'm, I'm glad that you're fulfilling the, the duty, but listen, if, if your service becomes a chore rather than a choice, it, it, it's a hindrance, too. Because, oh, I'm just... Just working for God all the time. Listen, check the heart. It can't be about self-building up. See, self-righteous service also picks and chooses whom to serve. Sometimes the high and powerful are served because, well, they get certain advantage. I'm in certain circles. They might see me. Sometimes the low and defenseless are served because, well, then I'm helping those less fortunate. And it builds up the humble image true service is indiscriminate of its ministry it was heard and it's heard the command of jesus to be servant of all it doesn't matter if you're rich poor i'm going to serve you it doesn't matter if you're the president of a company or a ceo or if you are the janitor of that same company i'm still going to serve you i found it interesting this last election I've done, I've done elections for a couple of years and it's just easier for me to serve um, in that role when we have it here at our church because I have to be here at 5.30 in the morning anyway to open it up. Might as well get paid to do it from the government. Um, so, uh, but in the last couple of years, it's been, we have a very good crew. It's been amazing. But this last year, we had someone just walk out in the middle of it who was one of the poll election workers. And it's like, And their main reasons like, I'm a CEO, I know how to run things and you're not letting me do stuff so I'm out. And I'm like, "Uh, well, you didn't sign up to do this role. Like, you're doing this role, this is the task that you were assigned. And apparently that was below her. And I'm like, see, the, the willingness to serve comes from, are we willing just to handle the task at hand? See, not only are we called to serve, because Jesus tells us to then go and do likewise, right? Called to serve, but also we have to concentrate to serve. Notice the interaction between Peter and Jesus there in the center of this passage. Peter was an extreme type of guy, right? Like, if he had a car, it would be a fast car. He was a zero to 60 guy, right? Like, he'd probably be doing zip lines. He'd do extreme sports. Like, just think about it, right? Jesus, you know, the guards come to to take Jesus away. Oh, you ain't going to arrest Jesus. I'm going to cut off his ear, right? He was the guy who actually stepped out of the boat. He's the one, and Jesus needed him because he was the one that was bold enough to preach on the day of Pentecost and get 3,000 saved, Right, so Peter was a very extreme guy. Could you imagine, like, he goes across to a beggar, and uh, he's like, hey, I need some money. Nah. I got no money, but what I do have, I give to you. Get up and walk. When was the last time you went and offered someone to walk? Like, did you see someone, like, a crippled and be like, hey, uh, I'd like you to get up and walk now, in Jesus' name. Do we have that boldness? yet? Yeah, Peter did. And how that struggle there but we have to concentrate to serve focusing at the task at hand peter was like jesus are you going to wash my feet first of all that's a weird question he's already washed a couple other <laughs> disciples' feet and then he comes over to him are you going to wash mine too well yes i'm going to like, yes it's dirty i'm going to wash your feet well, well no no you're not going to you're not going to serve you're not going to do that jesus well if if you won't let me wash your feet then you can't have anything to do with me Jesus is an all-or-nothing guy, too. It's, hey, you, you're going to serve me? Great, then go all the way. And then, then so then Peter's like, well, well, fine, if you wash wash my hands, wash wash my whole, my whole body, what? like zero to 60, right? Like, let's do it all. And he's like, no, hold on. Wait. I, you're already clean. You don't need another bath. Your feet are dirty. It's just this task at hand. Listen, if... If I'm serving and they say, hey, I need you to smash strawberries, okay, I'm going to go smash strawberries at the, uh, like I signed up to serve at um, Strawberry Fest this year. And they're like, smash strawberries, okay, where's the smasher, right? And that's my task. Then all of a sudden they're like, hey, we need a judge for for the uh, um, strawberry competition, Like, pie competition. Oh, uh, please twist my arm, right? Like, if you need me to do that, I guess I'll have to serve that way, right? Like, oh, I mean, some of us have some big burdens to fill uh, when we serve. But if that's the, but whatever is at that moment, right? Like, if, if you need to serve here, okay, I'll serve. And we have to be careful that when we are serving, that we're not starting to think of the other stuff that's happening too. Listen, a lot of times when we have opportunities to serve, that is where gossip can happen. Because all of a sudden it's like, why didn't they buy enough strawberries? How come they only got one strawberry smasher? I don't know, they only got one strawberry smasher, so I smashed strawberries. Well, couldn't you smash it this way rather than that way? Uh, I could, but they told me to smash it this way, so that's what I'm doing. Because it's the way they want me to smash. I'm just serving. Well, don't you think you could do it better? I probably could do it better, but they told me to smash it this way, so I'm going to smash strawberry, right? Like, I'm just serving. And, and, you, and we have to be careful that we don't get caught up. Like, listen, Peter was excited. Wouldn't you want Jesus? Like, if Jesus is willing to wash all of you, wouldn't you want that? Yeah. Jesus like, I don't need to do that, though. I'm concentrating at the task at hand. Everyone's feet are dirty, and we must go wash people's feet. I don't, you don't need, like, we're not having, like, bath time. Like, this is the, we're not getting bubbles out, no rubber duckies. That's not happening, right? It's just feet. Concentrate at the task at hand. So not only are we called like Jesus, not only do we need to concentrate to serve like Jesus, but it's also a choice to serve. We need to choose to serve. See, there's a difference between serving and being a servant. There's two different things there. I can act like I'm serving, but am I a true servant? And we know, we identify it. We know when people are servants, right? They just love to serve, and, and yes, some people have more tendencies that way. That they're willing to serve at a moment's notice. You call them up. Yeah, I can do that. I'm there. I'm gonna serve. Oh, I can do that. Yeah, just give me a call. There are other people that you call and you know you can't trust them. <laughs> oh, I wish I could trust and rely on this person, but they never are there when I when they say they will be. And oh I, I wanna serve you. I'm acting like I'm serving, but I'm really not doing that. I'm not there. When we choose to be a servant, we give up the right to be in charge. That is hard to grasp. Because we do not understand servanthood appropriately in America. Servanthood is this, uh, maybe this thought that it's only for the rich people. Oh, only rich people have butlers. Like, that's, that's a choice. Or, and yet, we, and we think somehow that being a butler is less of a job, or being a maid, or being a servant in a house is less of a job than anyone else. I don't know about you, but I'd like to have a maid every once in a while. Uh, clean up his room. Uh, but in that regard, of, and yet, somehow we think it's less of a job when It's not. There's a great freedom of not being in charge. I had a conversation with someone this week, and they were talking about how sometimes, and it was with their spouse, and they said, uh, you know, typically when it comes to a major decision, you know, I always let, you know, my spouse make the choice, uh, and then, but if if I fight or argue and say, no, I think we need to go another way, and they say, fine, you make the choice, then the burden falls on them. And they're like what if I make the wrong choice? What happens if, I, if, I'm, if I'm in charge and I make the wrong one? What, what goes then? When we voluntarily choose, and, and listen, this is, this is unique because, again, our culture doesn't understand choosing to serve. A lot of times we choose to help but don't choose to serve. If we voluntarily choose to be taken advantage of, then we cannot be manipulated. Let me repeat that. If we voluntarily choose to be taken advantage of, then we cannot be manipulated. See, a lot of times when we say about service, oh, then people are just going to walk all over you. You'll become a doormat. you got to stand up for your right. You stand up for yourself and do this. And listen, if I choose to serve, then I give up the right to be in charge. So if you take advantage of me, okay. I offer my help. I'm here to help. But then, but I, I, I'm not getting manipulated because I'm choosing to give it away. We sang it earlier, right? I give myself away. I don't throw myself away. I give it. I choose to do it. I give it away. So then if you use me and abuse me, okay, I gave myself to, you, to it. And yet we struggle with this thought of, can I really surrender it all? When we choose to be a servant, we surrender the right to decide who and when we will serve. We become available and vulnerable. It's a choice to serve. And let me encourage you. This is where, when I said I struggled with the sermon, I really thought, God, why are we talking about service in our church because I think we do a really good job of this. Like, we, we serve a lot. We serve our community. We serve our church. Our church rises up. Like, I mean, just in the last two weeks, we had food pantry, rummage sale, and picture in the park. Like, we do a lot. Why do we have to talk about service? And God's like, well, you, you serve well, but sometimes you don't allow yourselves to be served. We have to be careful that we're not like Peter in this story. Jesus, I don't want you to, I don't need you to serve me. How many times do we, you would think that, man, if Jesus wants to wash my feet, sure, go right ahead. Jesus, do it. But too many times when it comes to our relationships with one another, oh, I, I don't need your help. I'm good myself. I don't need this. And you don't allow yourselves to be served. Myself included, sometimes it's hard for me to ask for help. Because I can do this. This is my job. This is what I'm supposed to do. Allow me to do it. And, and, and God was convicting my heart. And saying, Roger, you got to allow others to help serve with you. Not just with you, but to you as well. God, allow us room that, we, and, and we talk about how we're all equal, and, we, and God, there's no one better, the messenger's not better than, than the one who sent him, and yet, God, how do I choose to serve? Now, today is not a day to sign up. Like, you might be thinking, Pastor Roger, you're missing a great opportunity to get kids and nursery workers right now. Like, you're talking about service, and yet you're not giving them an opportunity to sign up. Listen, I'm not asking you to serve. I'm asking you to be a servant. That's a difference. It's a lifestyle, remember? I can serve here at the church. I can serve in my community. I can serve at my house. But I need to be obedient to the Holy Spirit in those times. The reason why I have the water and the basin is because that's really who we are in this story. If we give ourselves to Jesus, then I say, God, let me be the water. Let me be the pitcher. Let me be the bowl. If you want to use me, God, wherever I need to be served. If you need to pour me out, pour me out. God, if you need me to to get the nitty-gritty dirt off someone, let me help them and the nitty-gritty in their lives and the messes. Listen, I don't want my flesh. Let me rephrase that. My flesh doesn't want to run to hospitals or run to prisons or run uh, and, and do all these other things. My flesh likes to watch Netflix or likes to play video games or do those things. But if I say, Holy Spirit, I'm yours, then when I get a phone call and say, hey, I have three kids and I have no groceries till Friday. Okay, then let me go serve. And listen, serving is not about boasting. Like I said, service cultivates humility. When Jesus was observing the Pharisees in their giving What did he say? He goes, they got their reward here on earth. They wanted the show. They got it. But when it comes to serving in hiddenness or quietness or in secret, we don't broadcast our light bulb ministry, but we have one. There are people that watch the light bulbs. We don't broadcast doing the yard or mowing the yard, but we have one. We don't broadcast, hey, who needs to vacuum or who wants to, who wants to take out trash or, or who wants to this, fill in the gap. We don't broadcast some of those ministries. Why? Because they're just doing it in service, in humility, in quietness. There are some people that take care of flowers and they're like, please don't tell anyone I'm doing this. Okay? Because they want to they just serve. And we have to allow ourselves not to be caught up in the show of service but as we choose to serve we say god if i'm the towel if i'm the one to come and afterwards and clean up the mess then let me be the towel let me serve however you want me god I'm going to ask Pastor Robin to come back up. You might be wondering, why are there all these paper towels on the floor? Listen. We can, as we apply this sermon to our lives, how do we serve today? We may not have an opportunity, you may not get an opportunity to serve today, Here at the church, you may have an opportunity to serve at your home. So how do we understand? Again, it's a choice. It's a heart issue. God, it doesn't matter if it's for you. It doesn't matter if it's for uh, my neighbor. It doesn't matter if it's for my boss. I'm going to choose to serve. It's a choice that I have. And so we have paper towels here. The one thing that's unique about the paper towel is that it's a temporary thing. I mean, sure, you can rinse them and reuse them a couple times, but eventually they start breaking down, right? And they're cheap, right? It's not like we got bamboo uh, paper towels, but it's a constant reminder of God, I need to choose to serve today. If God called us, what was the, what did Jesus say there in verse 17? Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Not when you do them, he left it as a choice. He didn't tell his disciples, you have to do this. No, it's your choice. But if you do, you'll be blessed. If you do this, you're going to be blessed beyond measure. Why? Because it's not about me. Oh, I get to see someone else succeed, someone else get fed, someone else receive their giftings. God, allow me to be used by you. Allow me to choose to serve. And it's a choice daily. You wake up and you say, God, who do I need to serve today? And God goes, thanks for asking. I got someone in mind. So we're gonna sing this song as a commitment again. And it's a choice. Now listen, if you don't wanna come up here and take a paper towel and be symbolic and be like, I'm just choosing in my heart today, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You can go home and pick out your paper towels at home, that's fine. But there is something about a commitment of saying, God, I'm choosing to serve. So we have the choice here for you. We're gonna take the next few moments as, like I said, as we sing this song of commitment to come on up and choose to serve. Take the paper towel as a remembrance. Stick it in your Bible. Hang it on your refrigerator. People come over. Why do you have a paper towel in your refrigerator? Well, let me tell you. My pastor's weird. He took off his shirt and everything. I was, it was weird. Listen choose to serve.